This is Not Quite Dead, a gal pal horror movie discussion podcast. We do deep dives on our favorite scary movies, but sometimes we really just like to keep it shallow. I'm your host, Kate. I'm Megan. Get ready for all the spoilers. So this was the first Chucky movie that was released straight to DVD. And you can <laughs> tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I was happy to get it when we got it. It was released on Netflix and I was very pleasantly surprised. I, I wasn't really paying attention to Chucky anymore at that point mm-hmm. because Seed Seed was just so bad. And this popped up on Netflix, and I couldn't believe it. I was so excited. And I was like, what the heck is this Universal 1440 Entertainment? So random. I mean, have they done much else that is notable? No. Everything that this, like, brand or offshoot of of Universal is is all their straight-to-DVD stuff. So it's, like, all the sequels that they wanted to make but not really invest in. Mm Mm-hmm. That that that's under this label. <laughs> I see. This one is markedly better than Seed. Yes, which wasn't hard to do. <laughs> yeah, it was a low bar, but um, it, I I think I think that's I was so pleased with this one when I when I watched it the first time because it was such an improvement, and I was like, oh, they're trying again. Thank you. It is trying to be a horror movie. It's not spending so much time with Chucky. I mean, Seed was just so all over the place and couldn't figure out what kind of movie it wanted to be. And this one at least was like, okay, they're trying to make this one into like a proper horror movie and try and kind of flesh out the universe a little bit more. By flesh out, I assume you mean make shit up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind (laughs) of the like (laughs) the curse of horror movie franchises is you get six films in and you're like not scraping the bottom of the barrel but you're like we gotta come up with something to make this emotionally relevant or give a twist in here somehow yeah should we talk about the plot really quickly it it takes quite a quite a turn from seed from where we were headed it does so in curse of chucky which came out in 2013 uh, Chucky's back, and he is uh, terrorizing a woman, Nika, who is a paraplegic living alone, and her family uh, after they're grieving the very suspicious death of her mother. And as Chucky, our haunted doll, uh, is murdering them one by one, um, it's that kind of cat and mouse game of is Nika crazy or is there, you know, really a haunted serial killer doll going after them which which we all know is definitely the case yeah and this movie throws in at the end a um a big twist in that uh charles lee ray um you know 25 years previous um you know before he was (laughs) a doll um knew nika's mother um and had a very large impact on 
Nika's life, <laughs> I guess we can say. <laughs> he also had a really great wig. I don't know if great is actually the right word. It was I think- a choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was surprised. A choice wig. I was surprised that they did any flashbacks <laughs> with Brad Dorif. I was like, oh, interesting. They're- they want us to believe that this was... You know, Charles Lee Rage 25 plus years ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he the man looks good. The man looks good for his age, but he doesn't look 80s good, I would say. It, it, it's such a clear flashback, too. You can you can really see everything yeah, in detail. Kind of a tough sell. Um But yeah. it was fun. And I thought I thought, oh, Brad's such a good sport wearing that goofy wig. <laughs> For being direct to DVD, uh, I mean, they they kept the budget on this one really, really light, um, two point eight million, and then it grows three point eight million. Which I don't know anything about what DVD metrics are, you know, considered to be good or not. But I was like, okay, they made a million, um, you know, on top of their investment, so that seems pretty good, I guess. <laughs> it's something. I mean, the franchise isn't dead yet. They they still have some mileage to get out of it. So it makes sense that they would continue on to cult after this. And they've got that sweet, sweet Netflix license now. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait for the show. Uh, Don Mancini, still attached to this one. He has just been along for the ride for the most part. Yeah, and he directs this one. Um. And and I think he doesn't he doesn't do a terrible job directing. I think I think the story's a little weird. I don't think the directing is the problem in this movie. Yeah. No. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think it's got some some other structural issues, but the with the directing, I don't think that there is anything questionable other than maybe the flashback, but other than that it was like yeah, the issues that it had were maybe issues that some of the other Chucky movies had had as well in terms of effects or whatnot. Yeah, I, I thought the style of this movie was kind of interesting. It was definitely a big change from Bride and Seed. Those were a lot more silly, a lot more fun, um, pretty straightforward stylistically, nothing nothing of interest. Um, this This movie brings back those double focus scenes I, we saw a couple in bride and, and it does bring those back yeah <laughs> quite it's, a bit it's funny how they kind of nod back to some of the previous movies with that like camera lens effect um that they've got going on I really felt like in this in this one there was what I call like the soap opera effect where like you mm-hmm. know when sometimes you watch a soap opera and you're like this feels like a very particular like tone or style of filming I kind of was getting that in some of the scenes in in curse yeah and and they they also draw a lot of scenes out I don't know if it's if it's similar to what you're talking about experiencing but it it felt like it was just drawing things out really unnecessarily or maybe to create some dramatic effect Um, but it, it felt cheesy yeah. Yeah, I think that they were trying to um really heighten the tension. Like you're totally right. It's less silly. I mean, of course, like 
Chucky still got his super quippy one-liners and like goofy death scenes and stuff. But um, it's like trying to take itself more seriously. I, and I think that it with the longer scenes, it was trying to have that effect of building tension. Um, but it just made the movie feel a lot longer than it actually was. Yeah, I wish they would just speed every scene up by like 1.1 X or something. <laughs> just just squeeze a few uh frames out of the out of each scene to to help it move along. I I really wanted to be scared by Chucky and I thought he had a lot of cool entrances. Um like he lurks a lot. He does like a slow walk. He he has these really great there's these really great shots of his face mm-hmm. like close up and and getting um just so visually like aroused by what he's doing to these people <laughs> and i and i did enjoy that i thought stylistically that was all very cool like um i assume that's that's direction from from don or you know mm-hmm. um but i i i kind of uh i i had like a love hate relationship with with the style of the movie, I guess you could say. Um, I There's a lot of CGI in this one, too. Yes, which I didn't love. It felt very sci-fi movie to me, like some of the special effects. There's one death scene where uh, a guy takes an, like an axe or like a hatchet to the face, and it just totally removes his like lower jaw his jaw right yeah. yeah and I was like oh that's super gruesome and a crazy a crazy way to kill someone of course but it just didn't feel it felt really hollow because it was so CGI'd that I was just like oh this looks super fake with his tongue like there <laughs> I don't know it was just yeah, yeah it just felt like kind of cheesy it's much better to watch this movie without your glasses on so that it's a little harder to tell. <laughs> I thought the CGI reflections in the blood were particularly Ugh. heinous. Why I was hated that. the CGI blood was so bad? I was like, really? You can't just pour <laughs> some fake blood on the ground? Like, it was like the texture seemed wrong. Yeah, they tried to do reflections mm-hmm. in it, which like I think blood is too viscous to be like reflective. I don't know. I was just like, what is this choice? Yeah, it was also just a very clear reflection in a dark room. It 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 just felt so like plastic is the way I wanted to describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just mm-hmm. like some choices like that where you're like, okay, we're like very late into the sequels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we we can forgive a few things, but it's kind of like, all right. Uh, I'm a little tired of this. <laughs> the one CGI moment that I appreciated actually was Chucky walking down the stairs. Um there's like a a shot where you're looking up at him and he's coming down the stairs and they you can tell that they use some CGI for the movements. Mm-hmm. And I thought that added some like some tension it 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 made his walk a lot more menacing I thought I think so too and and I think that that scene is great because that's the one where Nika is on the ground at the base of the stairs right and she's kind of watching right. him you know come towards her and she's totally um un- she's unable to defend herself she's not gonna be able to get away so that was pretty effective 
if they had used it like a little more sparingly like that, like, sure, of course, like we're going to need to CGI this, this doll here and there, but using CGI for some simple stuff, like like blood kind of like blood moving across the floor as as, come on it's 2013 that's a prime opportunity for some practical effects guys come on like that's what chucky lives on (sighs) yeah yeah what did you think of chucky in this movie i thought that (laughs) when i was watching it i made a note for myself that the doll had a hideous update i was just like (laughs) oh my god why is his face like like his face is supposed to look like kind of sweet i think um but the hair is still like long and orange and awful and his face just looks so weird um but the reveal of why his face looks so weird was pretty good i was glad that that was how they took it in that direction yeah, when I first turned this on, the first time I saw it, uh, I was like really bummed that they went back to that sweet basic doll face from the original. And then as the movie goes on, you see his face change. Like they don't really mention it, but his face sort of morphs like into these newer renditions of it until finally he does peel away the makeup job I we have to talk about this (laughs) (laughs) he peels away and reveals like the the bride of Chucky look right which I always thought was the coolest look so I was I was happy with where it ended um and I and I was pleased to see them go through that metamorphosis with the doll but I I agree that when he starts out sweet he's he's pretty fucking ugly Uh, so awful doll so horrible and when when Barb peels off his face in the attic, I was like, okay, this is a different doll like from what we've been watching this whole movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, who put the makeup on this doll? What? Is it? Okay, so I couldn't tell if I was just too dense to understand the actual plot of this movie <laughs> or if the way the plot structure was just was a little nonsensical but when they bring tiffany valentine you know back into the picture um at the end of the movie i thought oh so she must have been involved at the beginning of the movie um right because she also says who's next right right so so tiffany must be slopping this makeup on this doll and shipping him off from victim to victim i yeah I guess. Why? I I guess they're just into it, right? Like she's into killing. He's apparently just into killing now. Doesn't really. I mean, he. I guess he tries to get into Nika's body and and tries to get into Alice's body at the end. Yeah. So it seems but- like. <laughs> Yeah, like, like he doesn't know who he wants to kill more. I don't know. I know. And I feel like it's it's kind of like convoluted. Like I felt like they brought in this twist of um Jennifer Tilly coming back as Tiffany and shipping him off to different locations. Um it felt like maybe he was trying to um 
like close out any loose ends. Like he came to um, Nika's family because he had this connection to her mom. And so he he was like, I got to get rid of these people. Um, And so then he just like has this insatiable bloodlust where then he wants to kill the whole family. And then it seems like the next person like the super twist like during the credits right that tiffany ships him to is adult andy and so i was like okay maybe she's just sending him to all of these previous like victims that she'd known yeah like letting him finish his work (laughs) yeah but i it didn't really make sense to me why I mean I guess he's like yeah sort of becoming like this Jason shark or whatever like he just wants to go be shipped around to kill these people is he gonna bother trying to transfer his soul anymore I mean he did sort of do that at the end with Alice but in seed it was like I'm done doing that yeah that's what I didn't get either and I felt like there was no closure with Alice so Alice is the little girl right and it seems like he might have tried to transfer into her body but then in the credit scene we see him as a doll trying to attack adult Andy so it's like okay there's just really no closure with what actually happened with Alice and no no like clean tie in terms of whether or not he is okay as being a doll or if he wants to try and inhabit bodies again it just feels a little all over the place in terms of what his actual motivation is it does it makes the ending so messy and and what is it that he's trying to do now if he's if he fails to get inside out yeah he would have to fail getting into to alice's body transferring his soul into Alice's body and then what happens then he's just sent to Andy I I don't know it's it's very it's it's a little confusing for me the the ending of this movie it felt like maybe there was at least on its own yeah I felt like maybe there was more and maybe it was left on the cutting room floor maybe they were like it's direct to DVD like (laughs) we're just gonna (laughs) we're not gonna worry about it we're just gonna pump this one out um, it seems like the only character consistency he has here is that he likes to watch people die. Yeah, he's an asshole still. Super he perverted. Like has great laughs when people die. Yeah, he he even like he doesn't want to just try and like mass kill everyone too. Like he likes to draw it out. Like there's a that scene where he dumps rat poison into their dinner, right into their chili. I fucking hate that scene. <laughs> that scene sucks, and I am just like, why are you not putting rat poison in every bowl? Why are you doing this rat poison roulette? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> then I was like, well, if he wants to just cause chaos and just like watch people die one by one, yeah. then sure, like. I guess we'll do it that way. Uh, yeah, he he could have just easily transferred his soul into Alice. She's always alone with him. Right. Like he had so many opportunities. <laughs> and this house is huge. Yeah, he had so many opportunities to to do the soul transfer without killing people, but at the same time it seems like he likes killing people as the doll. 
I feel like it just turns into this circular thing where you're like, but if he likes killing as a doll, then why would he put his body into a human? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Never ends. Yeah. I like I like uh, that they, you know, I... I appreciated that they're trying to weave all these threads together from the previous movies. They're not they they mention all of the families he's mm-hmm. messed with. So they're acknowledging the reality of all of these previous movies. The canon is is part of of this movie as well. I I was just yeah, like just disappointed with the direction they ended up taking it in at the end. It just felt like I couldn't tell what the direction was, you know, what's going on now. And um, there are some significant changes to the canon with this one. We we mentioned the Seed of Chucky one. Yeah. Right. What? What? Where are the babies? (laughs) Where are the babies? Yes. And and I mean, the movie is just like, I feel like this movie is like Seed didn't happen. Like it just wants yeah. to skip seat, which I'm really, really glad that we did seat as a little Chuck's note. <laughs> yes, but they also mentioned the Tilly family. Oh boy. So it's like they don't yeah. know what they want to do with seed. <laughs> yeah. I think that they want to strike it from the record, but they can't because there's so much J Tilly it. in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was there anything else from that movie that this sort of undid? Oh, him, you know, wanting to transfer his soul. That's they walk back on that right. at the end when he's screwing with Alice. This also mm. throws a wrench in the original Child's Play plot. It does. They they really retcon his Chucky origin story, and I wasn't thrilled with that. How did you feel about it? I was pretty mad. I, I you know, this this honestly felt like a jigsaw thing. You know, when mm-hmm. we saw Jigsaw and they decided, oh, all that stuff we told you about the original victim and his original trap, that's all bullshit. It was actually this other guy. Like he and and also he was forgiven of his sins because he failed his trap. It, it just went against everything that they had been setting up for the Jigsaw character so that they could shoehorn in Jigsaw, the movie. Right. This whole movie feels like, I don't know, like they wanted to give some emotional weight to these characters, to these new characters that we've never seen or heard of before. Um, And so they changed Charles Lee Ray's backstory to fit into these new characters, which is just never a good sign in terms of the lore of a character. I think they just wanted to see Brad in a wig, to be honest. <laughs> They're like, let's give him some, like, human time again, not just voice time. <laughs> yeah, because he's sitting with Nika's mother that he's kidnapped and tied up. She's, like, pregnant with Nika. Mm-hmm. And he has decided that he is now her husband, I guess, right? Like, he he's taken the place of her dead husband, yeah. Which, by the way, was he responsible for that? Or was it just sort of a coincidence? I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell either. And uh, there's so much around this, like, relationship with, with Chuck and Nika's mom, um, Sarah, that I was like, I thought that they were maybe implying at one point that Charles Lee Ray was maybe Nika's dad because... Right. Because... It, 
her mom and him were having an affair and all this drama between them. But then it was like, nope. Like they just didn't even address that. They didn't even bring it up as a possibility that he was her dad, which I think right. would have been an interesting, that would have been an interesting twist, right? It would have because <laughs> she's his, it's Fiona, right? Fiona Dorif, his actual daughter. That would have been such a cool twist to throw in. I know. And I feel like that's the most, maybe because that's maybe the most obvious twist. They were like, no, we have too much integrity to do the obvious twist. The act- Yeah, let's fuck with our own plot lines instead. <laughs> <laughs> the actual twist is that he, you know, stabs the pregnant Sarah, um, and that's why Nika's a paraplegic, which is really dark. Yeah, it's really yeah, it's pretty. I I I don't hate that. I I I like to see Chucky be a dark person, right? Like, cause he mm-hmm. is. He's nasty. He's terrible. But Charles Lee Ray leaps out the window because the police have arrived. I'm not sure who would have called them. Right. As uh, Sarah was tied up, but he leaps out and and that's when he runs to the toy store and transfers his soul into the doll. Now, I don't know if you remember, but I mean, it was a pretty big plot point in, in the first movie, but he was waiting for his getaway car and Eddie, you know, his partner drove off without him mm-hmm. in the original so where yeah. is Eddie? <laughs> I know. It seems like, so from Child's Play 1, it's it's kind of looked like they were doing a robbery or something. Right. And, you know, there was Eddie. Not a rape. Yeah, there's like Eddie. And yeah, and in this one, it, because it's now like, oh, he, he'd been kidnapped, this pregnant woman, and stabbed her. And it's like all of the news reports in Child's Play 1 were about uh, you know, this strangler who's gone missing. And it's like, what are we doing with this character, you guys? Like, is he a strangler? <laughs> is he a robber? Is he kidnapping his pregnant lover and stabbing her and leaving her to die? Like, it's just so all over the place at this point. And he's also kind of crazy in this one. Like, he he sees himself as her husband or her, like, now they're a new family together and he says he's good with kids but he's got her tied up he's talking like he belongs in an insane asylum right and it seems like a very weird a departure from when we were dealing with seed like you know (laughs) bride of chucky and seed right where he's like doesn't want to have anything to really do with kids it seems so he's yeah it's just kind of like messy like when I think of this movie I think that this movie is messy it is messy and it's too bad like we said because they had so much potential to um to work with and and just sort of bring it back to its original glory of 70 (laughs) percent I know yeah this one's rated surprisingly well for how inconsistent it is but I I have to imagine that not everyone is sitting down to watch all of these movies back to back and are able to pick up all of the different plot issues in quite the same way we are maybe they don't care either you know on its own as a movie it's not a terrible movie what Mm -hmm. is the rating Ooh, I want to say it got back up to 70 percent um hmm I'm surprised that it's that high actually yeah but I mean, seventy six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's nuts. That's wild. That's higher than Child's Play one, 
I have yeah. to I have to imagine that people were just watching this as a standalone movie and weren't thinking about it in terms of the canon of the character. Are people just nicer to straight to DVD movies? I don't know. Maybe the reviewing crowd is different. That could be Maybe it. That's not- the only <laughs> answer that makes any sense here. <laughs> For such a high Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, it's it's absurd. I thought this one was interesting, though, in that there were a ton of women in this movie. A ton, which I bet Chucky hated because he hates women. For how many women were in this movie, there was fewer misogynistic comments about the number of women than I thought there were going to be. This is true. I thought that he was going (laughs) to be like, this house is full of bitches I got to (laughs) kill. I really thought he was going to throw some sort of tantrum about their vegetarian dinner, but but he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's like this old school serial killer guy who's like, I mean, in at least previous movies, he was like so anti-PC and like very willing to make jokes about that like kind of stuff as he's killing people. And right. um, I mean, he gets his his barbs in here and there, but he's not he's not taking the low hanging fruit, I should say. Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Barb was the worst. I hated Barb so much. Barb is horrible. She's. I was just referring to her in my head and in my notes as the rude sister the whole She's time. She's so rude. She's like, you are not handy capable. <laughs> I want this house so I can have the money to send her kids to like private school or whatever instead of just, I don't know, because she's got like a lot of, um, she lives luxuriously, we could say, right? She has um, her husband, her kid, her, her live-in nanny Mm -hmm. her the private school I mean she can she can share a little bit better than that she's so condescending to Nika she just like assumes that Nika can't do anything because she's paraplegic when it's I mean pretty obvious that Nika can handle herself like she's making dinner the house is all set up for her like it's fine, but Barb just cannot let it go that she wants the house and she wants Nika out of the house. And she like uses Nika getting stabbed against her. It's so weird. It's so bizarre. <laughs> the other bizarre plot with Barb is that she's having an affair with her nanny. Yeah. Like, she's cheating what? on her husband. <laughs> she's cheating she's on her husband. She's just not nice. Yeah. She's like, so rude, so condescending. She's having an affair. Uh, and she like, wants salt for her chili. I was like, bitch, just eat it. Yeah, she just she couldn't <laughs> let you. she couldn't let anything nice cross her lips about Nika. Like there was always something to be critical of. Yeah. Her glossy lips. <laughs> Looked like she just had a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> oh man. Now every time I see someone with glossy lips, which is very popular right now, I'm gonna think that they just had a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> It's like a uh, Bob's Burgers uh, call out there. <laughs> um, I love how she inst- like she's like, Alice, eat the rat poison chili. <laughs> eat it. <laughs> I know. She's being so mean to everyone. It's like she's rude. She sucks. She's particularly rude to Nika. But yeah, she's not nice to her daughter. And like her daughter is just this like cute little girl, Alice, who likes this ugly, ugly doll. Drags it around everywhere. 
Yeah, she's all right. I, I wasn't really into that child actress, to be honest with you. She kind of drove me a little bonkers. Yeah. She's very stiff. Yeah, not not great. Um, not cute like Andy. <laughs> that's true. Andy had that like 80s little boy charm, though. I don't. He did. I think that like child actors are probably these days like very self-conscious that they're child actors. And so it's there's like a a degree of remove from their performances that maybe Andy didn't have in the original. Yeah. Jill, the nanny, is actually very sweet. She's actually a very nice person. And I feel bad that she's tangled up with Barb. I know. I was like, Jill, you do not need to have an affair with this horrible woman. Like, you're cute. You're young. Just make your nannying money and, like, go get a nice girlfriend for yourself. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, we don't have to take her house. She can live here. We don't need the money. You know, she doesn't want to hurt Nika. (laughs) (laughs) She's so reasonable. And she's willing to, like, do sexy cam time with. Hell yeah. Like, while they're in the same house, just in different rooms. And I was like, she's so down. Like, she's just trying. She's just a cool girl. (laughs) Yeah, I liked her. And um, the other. Well, the other woman in this is obviously Nika. Sandra's around her. And she's she's handicapped. Thanks. Thanks, Charles Lee Ray. Um, oh, and her mother and her mother in the beginning, who who also like kind of tears her down a little bit. Yeah. It, when the delivery guy comes. It really seems like uh, the barb apple did not fall far from the Sarah tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some cute delivery boy comes and and starts flirting with Nika. And the mom is like, listen, he's just being nice. He's not flirting with you. Yeah. She's (laughs) like, wow, what a cunt. I know. I can't imagine like being so horrible to your own daughter. Like I was just like these women around all around Nika are just absolutely terrible. Like (laughs) we don't get a ton of time with her mom, but she's depressed she's painting flowers all the time and then she's being offhandedly rude to to nika and then that's kind of it until we get some flashbacks i love when she's like can you get the door and nika's like uh can't you do it she's like you know just go get the door nika nika's like god and her mom is like what were you doing and she's like playing solitaire (laughs) (laughs) like what who wrote that line why would Nika be that upset? I know. I was like, you're allowed to be upset that you're in a wheelchair and your mom is like right next to the door. Like, <laughs> you can write that in. Like, that's fine for you to be upset about. <laughs> we had some pretty good deaths in this movie, to be fair. I did enjoy the deaths in this movie quite a bit. They were pretty good. I feel like. I mean, especially if you watch this movie right after you've seen Seed, the deaths in this movie are like chef's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty fun. Well, the mom the mom is our first death. What's her name again? Sarah? Sarah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Sarah. Sarah, she gets stabbed by Chuck pretty, pretty early into the movie. I feel like with these sequels, it's just like the deaths come earlier and earlier. Like, I felt like we were like five minutes into the movie when when she gets attacked by him. 
Yeah, and you know she is because she takes him and throws him in the trash. I was like, ooh, he's going to be so mad. <laughs> he's coming for you. Right, and this one's really sneaky because it gets ruled as a suicide. Yes, which it seems like the family was aware could happen. The mom was on meds. Her husband died um, before she gave birth to Nika. So she's been pretty depressed her whole life. Nika's like our age, right? Like 30 years, 30 something years. I mean, if they're trying to tell us that Child's Play 1 took place in 1988 and was set in 1988, which they are, they actually are because because Chucky at one point says like, it's been 25 years of family after family or whatever. And so like that, you know, so 1988. So yeah, 25 years of just you know, absolute depression and painting flowers for this poor woman. Uh, Our next death is the father. Which? Father, what's his name? Frank. Frank, thanks. Father Frank. Why does Barb show up with a priest? Did they address that? So weird. (laughs) So weird. I mean, she says, you know, we have to pray for mom. I think because of the suicide, she's feeling like now her soul is is lost in purgatory or something. And I guess they're Catholic. But it's such a weird inclusion in this movie that they they only briefly touch on. It's like they bring this guy in just to decapitate him. That's exactly how I felt. I was like... They did not have enough plot with the family characters. They wanted to have an extra death. And so they brought in just this family friend priest, I guess. Yeah. It's an odd choice. And right. And God, I hated this dinner scene so much. I hated listening to the spoons clank and them eat the fucking chili it and long. it just drug on for so long yeah i think that they wanted to hype up the tension of you know who got the rat poison chili uh cuz only one bowl was spiked with it and um you think it's alice because she's like i think we put too much seasoning in and cuz you know she was helping chucky like pull pull the rat poison out and I mean, yeah, the scene just takes forever. And uh, Father Frank doesn't even like die directly from the rat poison chili. It's like he it's again, a little convoluted. He like starts not feeling well, which Barb just like revels in. She's like, oh, is it something you ate? Like we all ate the chili looking at Nika. (laughs) Got it in for Nika. It's yeah, it's like they're wasting two deaths in one. Yeah, right? they could like, have just rat poisoned him, but it could have been really gross and gruesome and great. But instead, but... they put him into a car and then he gets decapitated. It's like I guess he got sick on the way home and then ran into a a pole or something. I forget what it exactly it is it's that a he pole. does, but yeah, and and it like cuts it does that thing, you know, from uh signs where it cuts through his head and and he's still there like still alive until they pull the car away (laughs) which isn't actually a thing um i also wanted to call out rhode island plates we do have a place for this movie it's in rhode island yeah yeah good call yeah i feel like they could have had a decapitation scene separate from a rat poison chili scene like i don't know but i mean sure i it it does let you 
still plausibly say like there's not an external force killing people yet because the first death is a suicide and then the second one is a horrific car accident you're not like you know rat poison in the chili is like pretty obviously like someone's trying to kill people here right and they're not going to do an autopsy or maybe they will do an autopsy because it was such a bizarre crash but they don't talk about an autopsy so it it, you really don't need the rat poison at all it's never mentioned again I think for normal people they don't do autopsies unless the family requests one like if yeah yeah so probably not so that one's just gonna get kind of filed away as a so weird weird hereditary style death scene yeah I have a I have a side question here because this is about the time in the story where um Alice gets that doll gets Chucky Mm -hmm. Okay, that was a doll from 88, right? From the 80s. Yes. Wouldn't that be weird, like, to give a child today, like, a Tickle Me Elmo or a Furby or a Power Ranger doll? Yeah. It would make no sense. That's not what kids are into. Like, yeah, it'd be like giving someone a Cabbage Patch doll. They'd be like, sure, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was such an interesting choice. I mean, you have to have it, right? So the plot can keep moving forward. But I was just like, dude, nobody wants this doll. It's ugly. And they stopped making it. (laughs) It's not cool. Yes. And weird. Weird choice. But I mean, she goes with it. It helps the plot, I guess. Yeah. Jill, I think, has... um, I, I think this is my favorite death, is Jill's. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, she's on this sexy video chat with Barb. Um, They're just rooms apart and in their torrid love affair. They cannot help themselves but to do some cam time. Um, And she gets electrocuted to death. It's pretty great. And we that's when we get our nice establishing shot of Chucky just reveling in this pain he's inflicting on poor Jill. Um, she's sitting on the bed. It's one of those old houses where the outlets are on the floor Mm -hmm. and he knocks over a glass of water so that it carries the current from the floor outlet to her feet, which are on the floor. And she's like frozen there as she's being electrocuted. She can't move. Yeah. Because of the current. And, you know, Barb is, um... She's, like, kind of seeing it, but, I mean, the the laptop is fritzing, too, and so she, like, can't tell, but she knows there's something, like, going wrong. Um, And you get this nice um, little, like, scene, like, prior to her electrocution where Chucky is, like, moving in the background, and Barb sees it, but she thinks that it's Alice, and so she's, like, Alice is awake, like, you have to go take care of her, but it's it's Ch- <laughs> it's Chucky, of course. Yeah, it's Chucky, uh, and it it, it kind of like fries her eye socket. That's what where it looks like it's got the most damage. Yeah, around her eye. Yeah, this this one was a fun one. I liked Barb's death scene, probably to be honest though, because it comes right on the heels of her peeling off Chucky's face which I was like, that's a great reveal. And then for Chucky to attack her like, Im- like immediately after is great. It was pretty cool. And I hate Barb. So I was happy when she died. When she actually. got stabbed in the eye. 
Yeah. Oh, and we get to hear her little eyeball squish. That was cool too. Nice, nice touch. Yeah, that one. That one was not bad. Um. Yeah. Her husband Ian is is now the only you know non Mika character left, and uh, I thought that it was kind of a leap for him to assume that Mika was killing all of these people. Oh, I know. She can barely get upstairs. She has to use a super <laughs> slow elevator. Like, how did yeah. how would he believe that like she was able to crawl into the attic to stab Barb in the eye? Like, what? She's a paraplegic. <laughs> <laughs> how can you believe that she's killing all these people in their house? It makes no sense. But he eventually does get it from Chucky. Um, that's that cool, kind of cool CGI, <laughs> kind of not cool, kind of cool CGI scene where his jaw is severed from his face with it, a shovel. It could have been cooler had they not used so much CGI. Yeah, that would have been a really cool set piece. Yeah, totally. Like that would have been like a, oh shit, like that's his, like half of his face is now missing. But instead they yeah. use CGI. So you're just like, oh, that doesn't really look it, real. It must have been just so much cheaper, I guess. I guess it is typically cheaper to do those things. Or you can, you know, you're not limited to one take, maybe. I don't know. But it was it was such a bummer that they they went that direction. We have one more maybe death in this movie. Yes. Which is in the credits scene, um, we get adult Andy receives a very special Chucky package. Um, and Andy has his own little quip. He says, play with this. And he shoots Chucky in the face. Yes. <laughs> so I think... It was a nice, yeah. nice touch, adding Andy back in. Yeah, I was like, oh, fun. Like, it's fun that they're maintaining Andy Barkley, like, kind of through the series, or at least referencing him if he's not actually in it. And so I think that we're supposed to believe that maybe Andy's actually got the best of Chucky, but we've got the benefit of hindsight. We know that there's, you know, at least one more movie coming. <laughs> yeah, I doubt Chucky is dead. <laughs> I always doubt Chucky is dead. Um, oh, my gosh. But before we before we get to our uh, rewatch, no rewatch rating, um, wasn't it terrifying when Chucky was chasing Nika around in her wheelchair and like pushing her around down the stairs and shit? Yeah, I I think that they they really like played up like how her um disability really just put her totally vulnerable to his attacks. And you would just be terrified just knowing that you wouldn't be able to to like run away. Like he's just totally in control of the situation. Yeah, he throws her off of the second story, uh, like within the house, but like down the stairs um, over the banister uh, next to the stairs, I should say. And it just looks awful. Like I, I was like, oh, this is actually scary for somebody like, yes, he's a doll, but you you are now totally out of control of this situation. Um, but she does have a cool, like feel no pain superpower, which, which is nice. Does let her get by. It's the only thing that, that helps her out here. I am so curious what it was like for her to act with her dad. Um, I'm, I'm assuming they weren't on set together cause they didn't need to be 
but um, yeah. I wonder if they recorded any voices together or anything like that. Yeah, sometimes they'll have the voice actors for things like this, like come on set and, and actually say the lines to the actor from off camera. And then when they go through uh, editing, they'll then dub in the actual like studio recorded mm-hmm. lines. And so, um, yeah, I definitely want to look it up because it seems like it would be a fun, low-pressure movie to do with family. Yeah. 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 Father-daughter duo. Cute. Yeah. You're you're working on an established franchise with people who are very familiar with this thing. They know it's going to be direct-to-DVD. It's not like you're on a Scorsese movie where he's trying to, like, get an Oscar. You're like, oh, we can just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can enjoy ourselves here a little bit. One other thing we learn about Andy is that his mom is still in his life. He he does get to talk to her on the phone at the end, which I love. So sweet. I mean, the last we heard of her fate was that she was in a psychiatric hospital while Andy was being shuttled off to a foster home. And it just is so nice that she's still around and has the ability to do phone calls. It's great. Yeah. Oh, you know, we did miss a death. Ooh, it's very one? easy to miss. It's the uh, it's it's the uh, Bride of Chucky repeat where Jennifer Tilly slices the cop's neck in the car right. at the end. Right. Totally right. Yeah. And that that scene really confused me the first time I watched this movie because <laughs> I was like, wait, where in the timeline does this movie yeah. take place? I thought I was really thrown for a loop on that one. And then I was like, I guess it's just her go-to move when it comes to, like, liberating Chucky from these scenes. And, again, like, the first time I saw this, I was like, where's her babies? (laughs) What's going on here? (laughs) Yeah, it was an interesting addition, but also, like, super confusing. Because it made me think that this whole movie maybe took place, like, in the past. But then I was like, no, everything that they're saying is that it's been 25 years. And so it feels like they're trying to keep it caught up in the present versus you know some of those other movies where they did weird time skips and stuff right right and she was not at that barbecue with with uh charles lee ray so i guess he was cheating on her right yeah that's right oh my gosh (laughs) yeah because in bride they talk about how they were in a relationship you know before he went missing but then in this one he's talking about how he was um you know a lover of of sarah and they had been together. So yeah, I guess he's um super popular with the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so good in that wig. I know. <laughs> A lot to unpack there, actually. Um, so many plot lines have been torn asunder <laughs> with this movie. <laughs> so what do you think, Kate? Is this movie rewatchable? Um, I think you should I think you deserve to go first. <laughs> Absolutely not. I am like, <laughs> this movie is is so just not worth it. I, I mean, even talking, going back and talking about it right now, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. That was funny. And that was interesting. And I feel like the discussion of this movie is way more interesting than actually watching this movie was. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right, but I am going to have to rate this one as rewatchable. I do enjoy how it takes us out of Seed of Chucky mode and and gets us 
back on the right track, even though it may, it may miss the mark a bit. Um, we're in the right direction, I feel like, with this movie. And so I think it it, it can deserve a, a second watch. Um, maybe not more than two, though. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, I mean, like I said, it has really positive reviews. So I think if you're just looking for uh, an irreverent, easy slasher movie, sure. But in the the franchise, no, totally not. <laughs> for me, at least. Yeah. And it does retroactively make Seed even worse. Uh, I, I don't know how that was possible, but it, it happened. It's so pretty incredible I, <laughs> to to make a movie that's so bad that it's it quite a that, feat. that it makes the movie that preceded it worse as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we take a quick break and come back for some catchphrases and your prediction? Yeah, let's do it. We're back and we are ready to play catchphrases, a.k.a. Mad Libs, for Curse of Chucky. Um, I have taken three lines from the film and turned them into Mad Libs. And Kate has already supplied me with with her fill-in-the-blank terms. So I'm going to read them back to her and she's going to try to guess the actual catchphrase from the movie. Are you ready, Kate? I'm ready. All right. Number one, quesadillas can't jiggle with them, period. Women can't live with them, period. Yeah, there's that misogyny. (laughs) There it is. Classic Chuck. (laughs) Yeah, this is right after he kills Jill. Poor Jill. All right. Next one. You have your cousin's belly button, and it was always... Too fucking tiny. (laughs) You have your mother's eyes and they were always too fucking close together. (laughs) (laughs) Right before Barb gets it, he gets in a little Barb at Barb (laughs) at her expense. (laughs) I don't get that, though. (laughs) What does it mean? Like, is it really just that her eyes were too close together? I mean, and then he like stabs her in the eye, of course. But such a weird, such a weird dig. (laughs) It is a weird dig. It's it's not um like his normal quips, right? That are like based on a pun or or something that people are already kind of familiar with. It's just mean to yeah. be mean. Yeah. It's just insulting. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, she deserves it. I hate her. <laughs> All right, last one. The 50s were pink. Oh. The 80s were radical. Oh, you're so close. Okay. What was it? The 80s were awesome. Awesome. Okay. I was like, yeah. it's got to be like an 80s word. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, that was an Ian line when Alice received Chucky doll. Oh, right. Um, talking about how people had to wait in line for the doll, that horrible looking doll. Um, 
And they were awesome because they gave us child's play. So so there you have it. Those are our catchphrases from this movie. And now... My predictions. My prediction for Cult of Chucky is based on the title of the movie. And since I have been proven wrong time and time again about characters being carried forward or not being carried forward, my guess is that Cult of Chucky brings back all of Chucky's previous living victims and they band together to try and defeat the return of Chucky. Okay. So that would be, you know, we know there's an adult Andy who's still in the mix. His mom is still around. We've got Nika still. And that little boy, maybe Alice, that little boy from the military academy. Like, there's a bunch of them. So that's my guess. I think that's a pretty fair guess. I mean, they've been putting in a lot of work trying to resurface all these old relationships so I, I can see it going in that direction yeah you've got Tiffany who's already got a running list of victims to send Chucky to and so these guys can band together and they know I mean they all know about the Haitian voodoo they know the rules approximately even though they change here and there um, so yeah maybe they've got a fighting chance against the Chuck all right well you'll have to find out in our next episode or you know just watch the movie or both if Kate is right on her prediction. Always both. You gotta come along with us for the ride, folks. (laughs) See you next time. See ya. This was Not Quite Dead. Check out our other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Not Quite Dead Podcast and on Twitter at NQD underscore podcast. Follow our blog for bonus content at notquitedeadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. And happy watching.